You know what? If I found water, I mean, what what color do you imagine when you imagine sky blue water? Because I imagine Windex, and people shouldn't be drinking Windex. No, sky blue water. I always imagine uh, blue colored <laughs> colored water, like in the British Virgin Islands. Blue colored colored water. Yeah. Okay. Like you know, you drop food coloring in it. Okay. And it has that mar- uh, like I don't know egg blue. Okay. Yeah, well, I've never been at any fancy place like that. Never. I go to, I go to like industrial cities where the water is usually brown or green, <laughs> like Detroit where it's green, or yeah. Chicago where it's dark blue the or brown. Ru- the beautiful Russian River where you can you smell the river after being in the river for like the next day or two. You go like, oh. and it's not necessarily a bad smell. No, but, but it's, it's a very green smell. It's river. It's river smell. Yeah. No, it's a uh, it's river. And I know. I, I know. After uh, hanging out in many a lake, I've always left the lake and I'm like, you know, I feel like a lake. <laughs> pool, pond, pool, pond, pool's good for pond, you. Pond be good for you. Yeah. <laughs> and then the Sierra. The Sierra is that clear, invisible water. Yeah, where you look at it like, ooh, that's going to be really freaking cold. I can see all the sand on the bottom of this creek, and it's got to be eight feet deep. And the trout. And the trout. Mm, trout. <laughs> You're listening to Beer School. We're here to help you and your friends learn to like more than one kind of beer. There's lots of beers to like. Some beer is made right down the street from where you live, and other has to travel halfway around the world just to get to you. Learn why beer tastes like it does, how other styles came about, and how it all changed 75 years ago. The homework. <laughs> the homework is beer. <laughs> So that's where the listener has to say that before, before they uh, uh, see you're, you're, it's, they're part of the show now. Oh, that's good. Yeah, I like that. Yeah, I like that. Uh, anyway, uh, what's how does the rest of it go? And all the all, the all started started seventy five years, years ago. ago with beer. And, uh, homework, homework is beer. What's the best uh, thing about uh, beer, school? beer school? Anyway, no, <clears throat> no script. No, because you memorized it all. Pretty much. <laughs> the trout and drinking stream water. <laughs> what is that giardia that you get if you don't clean your? I don't know. Amoebas. Amoebas. Well, that's a good record store. I like amoeba. I like going in there because they have bands that are playing. Sometimes they have the DJ who's uh, overly pretentious. Uh, <laughs> what DJ isn't? I'm just saying that. <laughs> with the show. Hey, I didn't have any friends until I got 200 records and two turntables. Yeah, and I have to borrow the microphone right now. Alright, well we're talking about today the repeal, the beginning of the repeal of Prohibition that happened 75 years ago. Yes. So the thing that happened was the Volstead Act. The Volstead Act got in, in uh, fixed on the American public um in when was it well it was it was voted in in 1918 mm-hmm. and it took him about a year or so to really get this thing going and it was january 16th 1919 when the when prohibition took full effect in the united states yes the problem is that prohibition was already in effect in a lot of states and counties and cities across the united states they had Kansas for example was a dry state Uh, Nebraska was a was a dry was a wet state for a really long time until the very end Uh and it was almost like the 
what do we call them? The lobbyists, the modern day lobbyists. They went from state to state to state to state to enact away and enact laws at smaller levels that then snowballed together into prohibition. Right. But it wasn't just those guys that caused prohibition to happen. No. Um, the whole temperance movement was partially funded by business owners who were tired of having workers who were not effective in their job. Exactly. Uh, and I'm trying to... I don't want to get this one wrong. Andrew Carnegie was a big... Mm-hmm. One of the one of the old it was, 19th century industrials in the United States gave a lot of money to the temperance union. Yeah. And, uh, well, where does this go? We also have... We also have... Um, the income tax that happens around the same time because the uh, the brewers figured they were never going to shut them down because they provided so much income to the federal government right and then all of a sudden one day they realized oh national income tax that's it interesting it wasn't me that's the biggest truck that's driven by here ever <laughs> um and as soon as the income tax came in the brewers realized hey we don't amount for as much as the national income as we previously did, we better start to do something about this. But by the time um, that came around, uh, it was already the writing was already on the wall, and it was uh, time for prohibition. It was time for prohibition. So it's a crazy thing. It's a it's a I would as we called it last time on the uh, the Hop Crisis Show. It's a perfect storm. So we had prohibition. So we had prohibition in. Which gave us gangsters, organized crime, mm-hmm. uh, a underground distribution system. Yes, it put approximately thirty five hundred people in jail because they were uh, caught up in, caught up in the the distribution and sale of beer and alcohol uh, or other substances that were not allowed during this time. Um, it wasn't as if, and the thing, when we talked about this almost a year ago, when we talked about prohibition, one of the things that I was most surprised about was how some cities were still, were still wet. wet. Like there was no problem. <laughs> like this one. Like this one. <laughs> San Francisco is a great example of, of a city that basically turned a blind eye to the to prohibition. Yeah, there's stories that during prohibition, the uh, stars from Hollywood would come up here on the train for the weekend because it was very easy to have a good time in San Francisco and it was right. tougher in LA. <laughs> it's easier to get a drink around here yep. during prohibition. Yep. And a lot of people said that. Where they had, a, a, I don't know, the speakeasies, the small places in the back. The other a thing. A lot of people, a strong history in North Beach, the historic Italian neighborhood in San Francisco of everybody was making wine in their basement. Yeah. And why not, right? Because <laughs> Why not? Because <laughs> <laughs> you've got all those grapes being made all all up and down the central coast anyway. Right. So it's not like it's not like it's impossible for the product to come here. True. And uh but yeah. the at this point uh like marijuana, uh, the government was missing out on a lot of tax revenue. Uh, people who were uh, organized to uh, get the stuff out to people weren't being held to any sort of quality uh, with uh, some of the harder alcohol, and um, they protected their business by any means possible. Right. You know, the thing is, is a product that would make you blind 
is a very scary thing. <laughs> right? Well, that's the thing. In distillation, if you if you get it wrong, if you drink the product too soon, uh-huh. the there's whatever's in it, and I don't have it written down, because um, that's not the show. Stuff. That, stuff. stuff. There's the stuff that will make you blind. And uh, that's just a scary... <laughs> Well, plus, uh, some things can blow up and explode and start fires when you get into the more complex uh, alcohols. Yes. Okay. <laughs> I was wondering about the same thing when you looked over there. Um, and so, little by little, the nation came to its senses and decided, hmm, maybe this noble experiment yeah, didn't work. didn't work. Fast forward. <laughs> To <laughs> fast forward. <laughs> you can only get that sound if you're doing reel-to-reel tape. I'm and gonna I never re- even had a reel-to-reel tape player. <laughs> fast forward to 1932. Okay. There's a presidential campaign that's going on. Yes. Uh, and one of the one of the promises that uh, Theodore Roosevelt. Is that guy? Franklin Delano Roosevelt. I'll have Franklin you know that Del- one of our listeners just threw a bottle through the window of his car when you said that. Why? What did I say wrong? There's a big difference between Teddy and Franklin Delano. I, I was looking for it. I know. <laughs> okay, there's a big difference. Noted. That's okay. We get the facts wrong sometimes on beer school. <laughs> I know. That's the best part about just, beer school. The besides, homework. <laughs> besides the homework. Where is so this, anyway, FDR, where was, FDR running. was running? And and at some point, he reluctantly said, okay, I will make this my platform. Mm-hmm. I will bring back beer if I get elected. And then the... Uh the prohibitionist came out and broke both of his legs. That's why he was always in a wheelchair. <laughs> really? No. That <laughs> makes perfect sense. <laughs> it makes absolute perfect sense. Well, there's the sign of uh, a repeal pro- prohibition for uh, national uh, prosperity. Right. Repeal prohibition for national prosperity. Anyway, he, uh, he gets elected, mm-hmm. and right away they start working on this problem. I mean, it wasn't like our current administration who got elected and then instantly went um, on the the drive to start a war and have wars and cause wars. Um, Oh, it's not this kind of a show. Sorry. Uh, (laughs) But the the promise was that uh, the promise was kept. And it was asking this group of people, this group of people, this group of people, what's it going to take? And... They uh, flew uh, proposals in the Senate and the House to make this happen. Mm-hmm. And it, it's, it's amazing that it happened as quickly as it did. Um, there was obviously an urgent need. Well, and the urgent need was taxes. <laughs> um, the, the, what is it? The so-and-so, so-and-so act. No, not the so-and-so, so-and-so act. No, I was going to say that, that the Depression... There was 26% of people who had no job. Mm-hmm. Excuse me, 26%. You can't have... Okay, the, my, my knee, below my knees... 26% of the population was unemployed. Yeah, not 26% <laughs> of people. Like, that would be like... <laughs> you have no knees. 
Is it 20, 26% by weight or volume when you're considering I think how you much 26% numbers. Only the numbers of people. I'm only using 26% of my brain right now. <laughs> okay. Anyway, 26% of the population. There was a lot of unemployment. A lot of unemployment. A lot to cure that, we said if we get more people drunk, things will be done less efficiently, so we'll need more workers, hence fewer unemployed people. Actually, what ha- part of what happened was this, is that by having the breweries open, they made thousands of jobs right away. Um, it's estimated that it was as many as 150,000 jobs were created by the brewing industry. Because you have so many different things that go into brewing, not just at the brewery. You have um, you got to make barrels for the beer. Right. You have to make uh, if you're putting it in bottles. You have to make the bottles. We know uh, Absolute Ribbon, the Ribbon Factory got shut down. Although it probably didn't get restarted after Prohibition. No, that that went away sadly. But then there are also the uh, related agricultural trades and inputs that go into brewing. There's the transport of all that. And uh, then you have to hire bartenders back to sell the beer. Yeah, exactly. So it's a big cascading, it's a big cascading event that happens, mm-hmm. especially when beer first gets turned on. Excuse me. Bless you. Um, when beer first gets turned on, they can't make enough beer. It's three shifts a day, as the as the one article was talking about. Twenty twenty four hours of brewing every day, yep. of brewing, bottling, putting labels on beer putting them in boxes, filling barrels and kegs and that. Put them behind the Clydesdales and sending the horses out of the stables. Exactly. Hey, the Clydesdales had a job again. Yes. Instead of just being big horses. Punk unemployed horses. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I used to haul a beer truck around and now I just eat. Ah. Would rather had to have a beer job. Uh, What else do we know about this? So the, the government went through and figured out ways to tweak the legislation of prohibition um, so that first you could get beer back on the market. Right. And the, the it was cool the way that they did this. Yes. They reinter- Tell me more, John. They reinterpreted what the absolute beer was. Uh, uh, the, the alcohol by volume. And, uh-huh. what, and how they could make that say that they weren't actually it wasn't actually intoxicating. A 3-2 beer. That's true. And there's statistical proof that it actually possibly uh, isn't. Um, the, in, and I've got firsthand proof that, yes, it is, but you get really full trying to prove that. Yeah. <laughs> um, the thing that happened that was, uh, uh, I'm going to see if I can find the number that we have from this article that we have uh, from Chicago. They were talking about that there were only 63 arrests on the Saturday night following following uh, beer being legal. That's like a Giants Dodgers game. Yeah, exactly. But that was a, a number that was far, far lower than what was the normal Saturday night. When there wasn't, when there was prohibition, when there was just random whatever being served by whoever. Rutka. Yep. Rotka. Rotka, Kentucky whiskey smuggled in from Canada. Canada. Across the frozen Great Lakes in Viking longboats. Paddled by nymphs. Sea nymphs. I want to know, I guess the thing that's missing from my research, and I don't understand this, was when the breweries were allowed to start brewing beer for this historic day. 
Well, the, in one of the things that I was reading over your shoulder when we were doing our research, um, ahead of the date, the federal government was already sending out um, inspectors to measure barrels and figure out all the taxation things. And um, I would just so make it was the no, assumption that so they, April seventh was no accident. Yes, I'm correct. I'm 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 believing that they just said okay, it's going to be April seventh, and you can't sell any till then. And so they got everything cr- ramped up. And then with the date of April 7 is the uh, when it was all going to happen. Although in Chicago it happened a little, it happened on April 6. Though, <laughs> it's so funny. It? Yeah, they uh, passed an ordinance, a city ordinance. This rocks, actually. They said that on Friday at 10 o'clock, it's going to be two hours ahead. <laughs> so Friday, uh, April 6th, move forward by two. And then uh, reset the time on Monday. <laughs> so you get those two hours before midnight in Chicago exactly. because of the largesse of the uh, city council. They, you know, they. Uh, it, it was very forward thinking of somebody. They're like, they're going to move the beer anyway. They're going to need the extra time. <laughs> no, we just want to make sure that people aren't drinking after midnight. We want them drinking before midnight. Something like that. No, I think that it's a logistics issue. Well, they wanted to make sure. Uh, I don't know what day it was, but I'm just going to assume it's a Saturday night that everybody could get to bed early and get to church still the next day. And that's why they get temperance them. is still with us. So I'm sort of sad about that thought. April 7th is the date when beer came back. And it was still until the following December that prohibition was over with nationally right and it the the thing that happens is this is that you have to start somewhere right Right. you have to start and i think that it was again forward thinking they're like we have to get this engine to to start running and let's do it with something that we know won't be an intoxicating drink we know that 3.2 is going to get you full not uh we proved it we proved it because i just had two in a row and nothing's happening and there's so many other things that you have to get ready with the with the rest with the distilled products with a higher alcohol products with uh, getting licenses from bars and taverns and hotels and you know on and on it doesn't it just doesn't turn on like that so it takes it it takes the engine nine months to get going mm-hmm. and what better way to do that than to say look we're gonna instead of waiting this whole year and losing the taxes on a year let's get this going as quick as possible so this actually starts um february 20th 1933 when congress passes the national prohibition amendments and that gets uh that gets that going on march 13th roosevelt used um used his powers for good saying i recommend to congress the passage of legislation for the immediate modification of the volstead act in order to legalize the manufacture and sale of beer and that's what started it got them got them on their way and started chugging along and sooner or later beer came out of the breweries yeah i guess what we know that it takes 10 days for beer to ferment so really they were were they brewing illegally under this or was it just, I just it just wasn't for sale you just can't sell it yeah so they were just getting they knew that this was coming and they're like yeah stock up right you just can't sell it right 
or else you would have had, you wouldn't have had the stories of the different breweries rushing to deliver the first keg of beer to the White House or to their city hall right. or whatever that we uh, we uh, learned about in Ambitious Brew. It's like here's your deadline. This is when you can start selling. Here's the launch date for your product. Three million bottles a day. Hmm. Crazy. All right. What else do we know about? That's this? a lot of glass. It is a lot of glass, and that you know that's that takes that takes uh, three million bottles a day. Well, that means you're going to make three million bottles a day. Yes, <laughs> or six million bottles a day. That's a that's an impressive feat of manufacturing. That's what twenty one million a week. Yeah, that's uh, okay. We won't play that game. But that's a lot of glass. And then, at the same time, um, they also you were also able to make weak wine or something. Yeah, I don't know anything about that. That's not as exciting. No. Plus, the process takes longer to get wine ready to go to market rather than not. Uh, here's, a, here's a crazy fact. By April 7th, and this is in Chicago, uh-huh. uh, by April 7th, there were 2,600 bars legally licensed to sell beer. Uh, pre-prohibition, there were 7,000. So you have about a third of what you had previous. Mm-hmm. But those people were up and going, and the city was getting revenue from that, too. Well, those places meant, it meant that those places never really closed. Or they became other things. Right. Like the corner saloon became just a... An ice cream parlor. An ice cream parlor. Right. A juice bar. It was a Jamba Juice. It was a Jamba Juice bar. I'd like protein with mine, please. No thanks. Extra echinacea in my uh, in my razzmatazz, please. You know, I can tell a story about this. I uh, I am very allergic to grass. Okay. Just like you know, outside you know, uh-huh. if I cut if I go and mow the lawn, which is why I don't have a lawn. There's no lawns in San Francisco. I know there's no lawns. <laughs> no, but if I mow the lawn, it would be it would be for days afterwards that I would suffer from this. Okay. Because it was just it was the way my nose is. Uh huh. So I'm on the verge of getting violently sick. Uh huh. Like this cold or flu or whatever it's going to be on. I don't think violence the right word, but whatever. Because the reaction to what the proposed cure was was violent so she brings me a wheatgrass and a jamba juice and she's you know like this has got extra vitamin c and the whole thing i'm like oh great that's gonna be i'm gonna i'm gonna really enjoy this citrus concoction that's got wheatgrass in it and she goes and i got you an extra shot of this i'm like i'm not drinking it it's green it's dark icky green it's it looks chlorophyll like, it looks like the black got it from the black lagoon which is why the lagoon is black because it's got this green goo in it and so she's like no drink it it'll be good for you it'll make you feel better i'm like no 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 she's like yeah drink it i'm like finally i drink this stuff for the next five hours i can all i'm doing is sneezing i'm holding myself against a wall so that i can so that i'm bracing my back so that i don't go get uh pull the muscles there so i'm just sne- over and over and over again and she's like is there anything i can do i'm like no don't ever do that again <laughs> <laughs> i'm allergic to grass i'm allergic to grass and i i'm i'm never going to drink anything that you go here drink this it'll make it better <laughs> it'll make it's it got better. eye of newt eye of newt i'm sure that eye of Toad's newt's claw 
Some delicious Grand Toad's Claw. That's getting harder to find these days. Um, yeah, because the toads are kind of going away, right? It's true. We don't want the toads to go away. So what beer are we drinking, John? We're drinking a beer from um, from the Full Sail Brewing Company in the magical Hood River, Oregon, and it's called Session. And we had this beer introduced uh, on the show a year ago when Dr. Bill was on. Uh-huh. This was his pre-beer selection. And uh, Session comes in a pretty nice red bottle. It's got an unassuming label on it. The bottle looks a lot like a red stripe bottle. Mm-hmm. It's only 11 ounces. It's only 11 ounces, and you can spin the... It's got a... Uh, it's got a spin cr- crown. Twist in a, off. Twist off, thanks. And it sort of has that retro, like, possibly post prohibition look to the bottle right all right well what can we do today to have fun with this project we can color in our coloring books we don't have coloring books oops no april 7th all day april 7th tomorrow there is activities and fun going on all across the country of the united states yes not the country of belgium because they don't care about they have their own days. They all have the, yeah, they have their own days. So um, anyway, tomorrow, starting at whenever your local opens, uh, festivities will be will commence. Some Maybe play, a little parade or something. Yeah, little parade, little uh, dressing up in old funny costumes and maybe some baseball. Maybe some baseball. I'm going to the baseball game. Oh, nice. I'll be working. Yeah, it's the one day I actually take off <laughs> to go. You know, like guys, I'm not coming in. Uh huh. Which means I got to get this podcast up. You know, today. Excellent. Today being the sixth, well, I have until ten, right? Because then the clock moves forward two hours, and we can. Um. Anyway, if you want to find out if your local is participating in this extravaganza, I know it's your beertown.org. Beertown.org. There's a or go to 75yearsofbeer.com. Is that it? 75-Y-E-A-R-S-O-F-B-E-E-R. Yep. Okay. That's the number 75 in the words years of beer. Yep, 75 years of beer. And it'll take you to, um, it'll actually take you to beertown.org slash 75 years of beer. <laughs> Clever, that URL redirection. Damn internet. Damn internet. Um, there's From there, you can find a link to um, your state-by-state guide of, of who's doing what. I know that everybody who... A lot of people are getting involved in this. There was a, a, a thing on the Brewing Network forum where a guy in Nebraska was talking about oh, really? all the stuff that was happening in, in that state with uh, Nebraska Brewing Company and um, and I don't remember the rest. Um, Cornhusker Brewing. Cornhusker Brewing. There must be a Cornhusker No, there's Laszlo's Nebraska Brewing Company. There's the NBC. Yeah. <laughs> The NBC. There's uh, downtown Omaha, which is called, or in in Old Town, it's called uh, Domaha's. No, the Upstream. The Upstream, uh, right? The Upstream has a second location out in, in uh, extremely West Omaha as well. So anyway, they're all doing something <laughs> like that. Extremely West Omaha. Yeah, <laughs> you have no idea. So 
I need to. I need to. I never. I need to explain what what's happened. What with why there is extremely West Omaha. So it used to be that there was downtown, what they called Old Market. That's where that's where the upstream is. Okay. And it was sort of this. And this happened probably forty years ago that they started bringing businesses in and restaurants would open and it made this quaint little uh, area of of the city where people would love to go on Friday and Saturday night. By the train tracks. By the train tracks. And so, uh, over time, this this the market expanded out, and its antique shops have opened there. Record stores have come and gone. Uh, really fun clubs are are have come and gone, and the the place thrives. And so now there's a convention center that's near it. There's a bunch of hotels that are near it. It's like the draw of the city. Mm-hmm. Well, the whole time that that old market is being revived and revitalized. Um, they're the Omaha wants to grow. You know, there needs to. There want people want McMansions. They want their houses. They want new places to shop and all that. Right. And so, at some point, Westroads with the mall there was kind of like the far, the far out. If you lived by there, uh, that was considered west. You were. You know, there wasn't much. You're on be- the frontier. There wasn't much beyond that. And then over time, it sort of grew out and grew out from there. And then. At some point, the 80s show up. Reagan ties and all that. Reagan says spend. And so this massive expansion of Omaha happened. So from West Roads, the mall, they opened another mall. And then they opened another mall out there. So then there was like West Roads. There was extremely West Roads. And then there was way far out there. <laughs> and that, uh, and so as you, as you drive down what used to be just cornfields uh, going to nowhere, now it's all houses. Okay. Houses and, and uh, big box stores and all of that. It's quite scary, actually to see how this how it's you know fanned out and it would have exploded out in more of like a circle but there's a river that's the Missouri River that you know makes it so it's not possible to expand into Iowa <laughs> plus who'd want to expand into Iowa <laughs> it's Iowa jeez yeah here we have an ocean you can't really expand much beyond uh, the sunset yeah and we did our best to keep filling in the bay, <laughs> but we had to stop that. And there are mountains and things like that. Anyway, all of that has to do with taxes. The expansion of Omaha. You know, they're like, oh, yeah, the city was planner. Was it in or outside the city limits? Was it all within the city of Omaha or are there other towns? No, they just started annexing all that property. Ah. Making their big growth happen. Jake, it's, it's Chinatown. Because they had... Yeah, it's Chinatown. So... We well, how, so, anyway. I'm going to wrap up the... Uh, I think the talk about the, the Prohibition stuff. Yes. Just by saying, watch how it all looks the same. Once again, how we have lawmakers and people in the community that are trying to set their lifestyle and their idea of what people should do on the rest of everybody. Correct. And and it doesn't matter if it's if it's beer or alcohol, it's every single thing that everybody's trying to have a say so in. And you know, it's like, oh, you can't have your restaurant there. Why? Well, cuz we have a school over here. 
All right, well, that kind of makes sense. Or you can have your restaurant, but you can't have a liquor license. Right. Uh, so we're not going to have wine or beer with dinner. Oh, we're, we're not saying you can't open a restaurant. Right. Or uh, here's this here's this business that's been here for 50 years, and a charter school opens next to it. Suddenly the charter school is whining about, oh, we don't like the way it smells. Oh, we don't like this. Like, wait a minute. You were the guys that opened a charter school here. Why are you pushing your idea of this onto this business that's been here forever? Uh-huh. Uh, anyway, it's so for the children, it's for the children, it's for the you know, children. It's, uh, you know what? The children grow up to be taxpayers, so maybe they need to watch that. Grr, grr. Uh, I don't know. I just, I just see it all the time. I, I watch the, po- I watch the way the politicians work, and I'm like, you guys will say anything to get elected. You'll do whatever it takes, and then, and then some of these crazy things that are promised actually will happen. Correct. Or you end up with a hooker. Yeah, you gotta call your service. <laughs> Guys, have you heard about cash? Yeah. Yeah, cash is uh cash is king. Um fascinating story. Anyway, I'll put the links to all the stuff that's there. Okay. You can see all that. Um keep in mind that this is really not the real seventy fifth anniversary of beer. Okay. It's just the the day that beer was actually allowed to happen. And the real big day is coming up in December. The liquor day. Yeah, the everything day. The the day when it's all everything day. That sounds like a theme on Sesame Street. <laughs> it's everything today. Well, this is sponsored by the letters A and Q and the number four. If you go to my beer onto uh my Facebook page, the notes are always Seven, the the numbers and the letters change every day. Because I stopped trying to do a funny status, I just decided that it was going to be seven and F, <laughs> or thirty three and T. And decipher the code. And no, there's there is no dinosaur. there is no code to decipher. Oh, there's no code. It's all random, John. Yep. Nothing is random. Everything is logical. Everything comes logically to the human mind. No. No. Be sure to go to beerschool.com. Wait. <clears throat> buy kegerators. You can buy a kegerator. That's interesting. But, no, go to uh, youtube.com slash beerschool, and you can see all of the pre-prohibition activities that were happening uh, prior to uh, April 7th. Okay. There's a whole bunch of old films that are that are there that you can see. Sweet. Yeah. Kind of fun. Uh. Hey, save up your money and go to Belgium. Oh, yeah. Belgium. Hey, we're going to go on that trip. So it looks like the December trip on Belgium Beer Me is on its way. Belgium Beer Me? No, it's not a question mark. It's, uh, a excited, it's an excited mark. Belgium. Belgium Beer Me. Beer Me? Beer no. Me! Yeah, Beer Me. Beer Me. Beer Me. Beer, beer me. me. Beer Me. So uh, we're going on that tour. And it'll be fun, and you should come with us. Yes, especially all your, your, your our European fans who don't have, who can drive to Belgium instead of fly. What would be the incentive of going on the tour? You still get oh right, you in, still get all the get in, access at all these interesting places. You get backstage passes. You, have, you know, the same reason of taking a beer bus here. 
You don't have to drive. True. Somebody else does. Somebody else does. Some Belgian character. Somebody who knows which way to go. Yes. Can read those four language signs. Knows what to do when they hit a traffic circle or a roundabout. Yeah, I wouldn't know what to do. Has has a credit card that can afford to gas up a bus. Yeah, because in in uh, in Belgium it's euros and liters for for a diesel. I think we're getting close. Uh, my my Bellwether, the most expensive gas station on the planet, uh, the, the most expensive gas station on the planet that isn't in the middle of nowhere, uh, currently has Supreme at four oh seven a gallon. Self serve. That's not full serve. That's self serve. Four oh seven. You don't even get a happy ending with that. You just put it in and pay the money. <laughs> I remember when I was a kid. Uh, Gas was like twenty five cents a gallon. No, I used to put I used to put uh, Union seventy six Supreme into my Mustang because that was still the only that was the last remaining gas that was leaded because I love the planet <laughs> and. Uh, that was like one nineteen a gallon, which was a lot of money back then for gas. So we're talking about like 1983? I remember when, that's right. That's when the when gas went up above a dollar a gallon. Yeah, that's the first. People that, were that's like, the second big one. People were like gas, and then it went back down. But I didn't have a car then. Right. Yeah, I remember that. The the crazy thing that I never understood was why gas prices were extremely cheap in the wintertime and they were exorbitant in the summertime. But you can see this wave, like and it would be a dollar thirty four and then it would drop back down right. to eighty cents. I'm like, why is there a fifty cent swing? Also most of the time there's no relation between the or the transport costs from the refinery to the gas station don't seem to make any sense. No, because the truck is hooked up to the gas tank that it's delivering. So, but how does it get back? Uh, <laughs> it may, I know. It fills up after... It, it fills up the it, John, fills up. it empties its tanks into the gas station tanks. And then it fills then up. before it leaves, it fills, it fills up. <laughs> Duh. <laughs> My dumb jokes. What else do we know about Session? Um, It's nice. It comes in a stubby bottle, and I like it. Uh, And the the 12-packs are smaller because the bottles are smaller. The lids are cool, too. Do they have little games on them? Yeah, they have a game on the lid. Can I have another one? Oh, yeah. It's it's rock, paper, scissors. Yeah, it's rock, paper, scissors. On the underside of the bottle cap... Here, you can have this one. Let's play. I, trust me, I didn't look at either of them. Sweet. All right, where's my other bottle cap? Ready? Yep. Wait. I win. Would you, I have a rock. Yeah, I got paper. <sighs> <clears throat> Here, this is the way to play this Wait, game. This is weird. This is the way to play How this. How does this work? One is a hand that says paper, and one's a piece of paper. Oh, that must be bonus paper. Okay. Wow. Look at that. Paper, paper, paper. Oh, here's a rock. That's a fist rock, and that's a fist rock. We're going to have to call them and find out why it's two different ones. And this Where is a are fist the instructions? Where, how come there's no instructions for this game? I don't know. 
What happens if you have paper for real and a and a hand? Does the paper really win? Because that's how big your sheet of paper is. Well, because the paper could actually cover the hand. The paper can cover the hand if the paper is bigger than the hand, but the paper isn't bigger than the hand. So you have a business card that's paper. Your hand can cover a business card. Yeah, but this magazine can cover my hand. Yes. And if there are any magazines out there listening, they should cover Beer School. <gasps> we got written up in Beer Advocate. Did we? Yeah. Why was I not informed of this? I'm gonna have to talk to my people. My people says right here. Podcast, the Brewing Network, Basic Brewing, Beer School. Really? Yeah. Well, I guess they had to have an example of a really, really good podcast to go along with those other two. <laughs> the availability of cheap and high-quality audio equipment and increased bandwidth usage means that more authors are producing top-notch, air quotes, radio shows. Oh, we don't do radio. We do podcasts. No, we do podcasts. Focusing on <laughs> brewing and beers. Well, we don't focus on brewing. We talk about drinking, though. Uh, some broadcasts live integrate the audience via phone and chat to allow you access to knowledgeable professionals and amateur brewers. Wait, John, the phone's ringing. It is ringing. Uh, beer school this is john hello this is klaus from austria i like your show uh hey klaus where are you in austria uh i am near salzburg my my uncle's house was where they filmed sound of music how easy is it for you to get steaks uh we we like venison steaks here where i am where'd you say you were from austria no what town salzburg oh okay not salisbury no. Ha, ha, ha. <laughs> oh, John, you're funny. Uh, okay, click. <laughs> see? We have, actually, sometimes. Let's see? Wait. Oh. Oh. Oh, crap. They're all paper. Oh, they're all paper. <laughs> this is a bum case. Damn it. Damn it. Hey, and also, kids, it's not too early to start planning for the Oregon Brewers Festival. No, last week in July. Yes. Last or, uh, Boonville. La- Boonville. That's coming up. It's oh. never too early to start hitting up your favorite brewer for a brewer's ticket. Mm, don't we get those for free? <laughs> anyway. Yeah, but there are a certain number at every brewery, and they're always oversubscribed to 21A. That's how I got in last year. I know. They like you. Oh, yeah. Oh, also something to remember. American Craft Beer Week is coming up. It's May 12th through the 18th. Ah. Then there's all kinds of fun activities like brewery tours, ah. beer special beers, uh, talks, and events. Like uh, Meyer's Scotch Ale or whatever the new one is on it? That's not going to make it that long. No, it'll probably be gone tomorrow. Mmm, <laughs> that's really good. <laughs> and uh, Repeal Rye, which is on its way. It's there. I want to say that every time I drink that beer, I want to pair it with some ham and some cheese. I want to pair it with a pear. (laughs) You would want to pair it because you're a pirate. (laughs) Arr. (laughs) That I am, motor. By the way, five minutes ago, you didn't hear the bell, but it was the end of useful content on the show. Oh, I forgot we're giving out information. I think that I could have just stick that bell in there about five minutes ago. No, I don't just keep talking while the bell doesn't. We had it down really low. There you go. Yes. You know, at, before you started recording, I was going to grab my whistle and use the whistle during the show, but then I figured Oh, you could have. Yeah, I decided not to. Uh, also, shout out to Michelle's mom. 
Michelle's mom got us an awesome present. I heard. Hot sauce. I heard. That has a recipe on the side for Bloody Marys. Ooh. Yeah, except you know what they got wrong? What? The amount of lemon that you put in it and the amount of vodka that you put in it. Ah, too much lemon, not enough vodka? (laughs) Possibly not enough lemon and way not enough vodka. Okay. Although the lemon really should should always be to taste, right? Because I haven't tasted this hot sauce yet, so it may be that it... It's the right amount. See, I like my 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 Bloody Mary's horseradish and brownish, right? With Worcestershire sauce. Or I just go out and buy myself a nice can of Bud. Oh, <laughs> oh you know that just the memory of that, that is was just good stuff. Uh, I'm not okay if I don't have to look at it. I think I'll be happier with it. Drinking it out of the can. I like that it leaves krill on the inside of your glass. <laughs> it was just... It was... That was good. I want to do my side-by-side with Bud Light. Oh. Maybe that's my plan for the day. Maybe that's my plan not for the day. Also, another thing that I've gotten hooked on recently. What's that? I think I've sent you the link for Wolfgang's Vault. Oh, yeah. This is so <laughs> cool. Um Bill Graham was the big concert promoter in the, the San Francisco Bay Area and eventually produced a lot of the big concerts around this country, including the American half of Live Aid and a lot of other stuff. And um, all of the concert recordings done of all these shows starting in the late 60s are being gradually put up online officially at wolfgangsvault.com. And you can also buy some of them, but all of them stream. And the, the great thing about this is the ones that you can actually buy and purchase and keep as your own instead of just streaming them are few, but every one of them you can listen to streaming live. Um, they also sell posters and all this stuff from this huge archive that he put together. And they also, for all of us uh, older American types, they have the King Biscuit Flower Hour. Uh, no list- way. Yes. And, wow. Uh, and also a country a country thing. But it's Wolfgang's Vault, and you go there to the concert player, and you could just listen to all these old concerts. They've got some very nice commentary explaining about the artist at the time of the concert and what was going on. Um, and it's everything from, like, you know, Procol Harum, to The Clash, to Thomas Dolby, to ACDC. To ELO, to yes. everybody. I, you know, you you sent me the link and I started listening to it and I was like, wow, I want to take my headphones off and unplug them so that this can just be loud. Yeah. But then everyone will be annoyed. <laughs> But it's a, it's an amazing it's an amazing little thing that I found, and I found it of course through my favorite band, The Tubes. Uh, they're on there from very early in their career, really early. In their career. How does it sound? Does it sound? It all sounds great. I mean, it's all it's all professionally done. Uh-huh. It's um, it's soundboard recordings or it's. Um, so, so does, is this part of Bill Graham, or is this just Bill Graham got some sold. some random some somebody who's like, wow, we actually have rights to stream all this. I've been trying to find that out. I have. I don't know if I've clicked enough. I don't know if when Bill Graham presents the concert promotion company was sold to Live Nation, or which is I think Clear Channel or whatever. Yeah, but they have no, they have no incentive to to have that. I don't like know that. if they own the archives and they're doing it, or if it's because it's also all the old posters. If it's a separate group of people, I think it might. I need to look into this. All right, 
But part of me wants to say that I remember something about a group of the people who were at Bill Graham Presents when it got sold, bought, bought or kept the rights to all the shows and all the old archives right. to do their own company. Well, and the, the other thing that happens is this, is that we're going to call this 1991, uh-huh. right? Somebody is you know is forward thinking they're like you know i can buy all this stuff for a hundred thousand dollars i can buy the 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 nine tracks and the merchandise and the screen prints and the all of it because they're going to throw it away Mm -hmm. so they go all right i want you know and they they make a contract and the guy they're like yeah just get that shit out of here well no the whole the whole no but but then and the thing is is because back in that era of time 91 through we're going to call it 95 People who had this content didn't understand that it was valuable. Oh, no, the company, this is all stuff that the company had, and they made a conscious effort to do all I this. understand, but when they get bought by the new co- by the new corporate, oh, right. the new corporate's like, we don't want this stuff. Oh, yeah, we need to get this off we our need to get, We need to get this fo- off. We're focusing on our core competency. Right. I learned that at Harvard. Our core incompetency, whatever <laughs> <laughs> How come they never talk about the core incompetency when they talk about that stuff? Like, what's Apple's core incompetency? Uh, eWorld? Yeah, that was pretty much a core incompetency. What's Microsoft's core incompetency? Software? <laughs> Listening to their customers, uh, I think, is their core incompetency. So anyway, Wolfgang's Vault is a, a tremendous waste of bandwidth. Hopefully, uh, your company won't find that you're doing this all the time. Because... <laughs> My place, I, I work for myself. I have a very fast DSL connection, and a lot of what I do is, is streaming audio, either Soma FM, S-O-M-A-F-M.com, which is fantastic for more cutting-edge stuff, or Wolfgang's Vault going, oh, look, it's a Thomas Dolby concert from 1983. I didn't get to go to that concert. I want to. <laughs> <laughs> so when you're not listening to Beer School. Although one thing that really well, not with uh, Wolfgang's Vault because it's a it's a proprietary player that works well. Some of the proprietary players out there for a lot of radio stations are CRAP. Uh, but Soma FM, one of the things that bugs me about Soma FM, same thing for the Brewing Network. The little uh, there's no artwork that comes up in your window in iTunes when you're listening. And we've got the Beer School logo because you're on the ball. Yeah, we have an awesome logo. <laughs> Can I have another one of those session beers? Speaking of the session, <laughs> let's see. Which, okay, let's see if you get lucky. We're missing. We're missing. We want, uh, we're missing did Vulcan. You, did you get scissors? I don't know. No, I got rock. <laughs> I got a rock. <laughs> Whatever, Charlie Brown. I got a rock. Uh, what else? Um, quest for Festeru. Bonnaroo. No, no, no. no. Fester, yeah. Is it Quest for Festeru? No, it's... Isn't it Apricot? Electric Apricot? It's Electric Apricot, but the movie... Quest for... Yeah. It's Fe- Quest for Festeru. Yeah. It's coming out May 13th. Oh, cool. On a DVD. Cool. So we'll, we'll have to have a, a, a screening on the on the big fat screen uh, over there. Sweet. Everyone's invited. Sweet. I don't think that's a conflict of anything. When is May 13th? Is that a Tuesday? May 13th. There are a lot of birthdays. Uh... The May 14th is a lot of birthdays. May 15th is a lot of birthdays. And May... There are a lot of May There's birthdays, a lot of birthdays. Of people we know. All right. Well, then we'll... Good say. and evil. Good. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
Oh, evil. For birth. the people at home, I twiddled my fingers. Yeah, yeah, the birth, <laughs> the evil people. I know who he's talking about. Um, my goddaughter's birthday is the fifteenth. Oh, with two prominent brewers. That's a fun party. You know why? Pinatas. Because she pours the beer. Oh. Because <laughs> of pinatas. Well, that's fun too. No, that's when we taught the uh, the three year old how to pour a beer. Yes. Then that's all she wanted to do. Because she knew it made us. She happy. stood there and held the tap open. And it was like, uh, "You can stop now." <laughs> no, I don't want to stop. It was, uh, and then it didn't say that, but that was in her eyes. Can I pour you a beer? Oh, you still have some of that one. Oh too. yeah. Oh. Yeah, I'm totally not happy with my. My beer management skills today. Your, your BMS? My BMS. BMS. Beer ma- I No, I'm lack of them. How do you think the hams is doing over there? I don't know. It's probably not cold. You could try it, though. Uh, so in, in retaliation of this festival that's happening tomorrow, we got probably the oldest brand that we could find at our, at our prominent local. The oldest American brand that we could find. Yeah. And we could, if we would have gone to... Bebo. If we would have gone to the big box store, we might have found more old beer. Yes. Although it's old only in label, not old in manufacturing or brewing brewery. Because Paps is owned by Miller now, I think. Yep. So it probably comes out of the beer factory in Irwindale. Mm-hmm. I've driven by the Irwindale beer factory. So I and would- they have a Paps Blue Ribbon bottle on the as one of their signs on the on the out front. That is just a corner of the earth. That's that. What is it? It's the two ten freeway in Los Angeles. It, well, Ir- Irwindale is one of those strange cities that's almost completely industrial. Yeah, it's just like post apocalyptic out there. Uh, that's my impression. Every time I've driven, I've driven by it. <laughs> and I've driven by one, two, three. I've driven by it th- four times. Once on my way to the podcast media expo, and once away from it. And then the next year, once on my way to it. <laughs> and then, the, and then after it was over, away from it. Ick. Well, I wanted to stop, but I didn't. I remembered too late that it was there, and then I didn't look up the tours, and I didn't have a cool logoed card at the time. I just started the podcast, the very first, okay. the very uh, no, the first time that I went by it, I didn't have a podcast about beer. The second time I went by it, I think I was late you have a for podcast something. about beer. Yeah, although you wouldn't know it from today's show. Today's show is art. Yeah. Oh man, have we got some good shows in the pipeline? But we're not allowed. Show to planning. Forward, we're not allowed to make forward uh, forward facing statements. Forward facing statements. We only make sta- statements facing backwards that usually sound like this. Oh right. Oh, oh. Follow as low as fart jokes. Oh. Let's see. I don't think I have anything else on this bunch of paper to talk about. Do you? There are a lot of words there. There's a lot of words here. Where did the beer come from? They were complaining about 7% beer. Beer costs $2.30 to $2.90 a case. We got ripped off with the session then. No, I think we paid 15 bucks for that. 
That's interesting. That was nine dollars for the case, and then uh, six for the can of hands. Speakeasy. Yeah, speakeasies. All right. Speakeasy. Whoa. So we only have one last thing to say on beer school, and that is <laughs> class dismissed. You got it, John. That's the way it goes. I've, I've got a big jar at home. A jar of what? Pennies. I'm saving them to go to Belgium. Um, I'm going to save my rock, paper, scissors lids. Get a whole collection. I wonder if any of them say scissors. I don't know. We're not open them all up, though. <laughs> Just We're going to open them up looking for scissors. That would be counterproductive. Maybe somebody can send us scissors. Hey, that's their homework. We forgot the homework. No, John. You forgot the homework. <sighs> oh my god! Think of all the people that just tune off when we go class dismissed and they don't get the homework. Uh, well, isn't it spring break? I'll put a warning in the very it's spring break. There's no it's, homework. There's, there's homework. There's always homework. Even if you're on spring break, you're gonna have you're gonna want to do homework. You know what the homework is for spring break? Drink beer. Use condoms. Oh yeah. Okay, so your homework <laughs> is use condoms. <laughs> It works better than cheesecloth. You know, I should be so lucky as to be able to do the homework. <laughs> I'm in for water balloons. I <laughs> uh, just threw myself under a bus. <laughs> God. Although, why do you say throw yourself under a bus? Because if you get the right part that you throw yourself under, you're gonna. It's just gonna go right over you. That only happens in movies. But because if it's the Muni, they're already dragging one skeleton under the bus. <laughs> you get caught by the skeleton. All right, your homework is beer. I have to put a reference to this somewhere in the podcast to say where the homework is. Where's the homework? Where's the homework? Send in, send in the scissors from the top of a session. Yeah, find, session, uh, find, find scissors and send us the scissors. And send me steak and quahog clams. You know, I found out that, we spelled, that I was spelling quahog clams wrong. It starts with a Q. It starts with a Q. Who Just knew? like in Family Guy. If you watch Family Guy. Yeah, well, I don't quahog. watch. Yeah, I don't watch Family Guy. I own every Family Guy. I, I haven't bought the Star Wars one yet. I hear that if you get the Star Wars one, it'll actually play on your iPod for no extra charge. Yes. Except it's only one episode, so I wasn't all that jazzed up about that. I did get uh, Kill Bill 1. Great movie. What about 2? I already had 2. How could you have 2 without 1? Well, did you loan 1 to somebody? No. And I, I've been waiting for uh, for good old Quentin to put out... I guess I have to wait for the 10-year anniversary of Kill Bill 1 for him to come up with the whole thing mixed together as one film. Which was the original plan for the movie. Wait, how would it be the same, like, one and two? One and two, it was going to be one, one movie. big movie. But and not edited together any different? Just the way that I it don't was? know. Interesting. That would be a question for Mr. Tarantino. Hey, uh, uh, Quentin, if you were going to re-edit, reissue the film, would you do the edit with um, different, so that it was, like, you know, more story put together? So we're not just left hanging in the beginning of the film like, why is this girl like she is? Oh, how did this happen? Maybe we see the front story before we see the wedding killing, and then... 
Or and then, do we, and then or the do we see the wedding killing far enough in where it is anywhere? She's recounting it to somebody else or something. Yeah, comes back. it's possible. Well, I think the movie still starts with the wedding killing. Well, I mean, think about think about um, uh, what you call it. The one before that um, that I also own with John Travolta. Oh well, yeah, that film. Uh, that doesn't play in order. And once you figure out, sorry for giving it away, but we didn't give out the title of the name. It could be, um, what was that really bad movie he did about, like, working out? I don't know. There was a really bad John Travolta movie with, I think, Olivia Newton-John. Oh, oh, oh. Um, when he is a... <sighs> it's on the tip of my tongue. But anyway... Uh, the Quentin Tarantino thing. How sad would it have been to remember not, that movie? Once you figured out it's not playing in order, and it's like one of those. Oh, now I get what's going on. Yeah, it's like that with. Um, oh my god! Why am I so bad at this? This is even worse. That's why there's IMDb. The uh, the English uh, caper film, the first one with uh, what guy Ritchie or whatever. Oh yeah, Lock, Stock, and Two Smoking Barrels. And I remember about halfway through that movie. Going, oh my god, I know what's going to happen. And my friend looks at me like, what? And I go, I'm not going to tell you. I go, I'm yeah. Because we're in the, I'm not going to tell you. I know what's going to happen. Yeah. I go, just ask me, remember this. When the end of the movie uh-huh. comes, I'm going to go, I figured that out about. Yeah, about a while ago. Yeah. Yeah. That's how these things happen. Snatch was like that. I think Snatch was the, the best version of that out of order film that Guy Ritchie did. Yes. Did he do uh, In Bruges? Oh, yeah. That's his new film. That's playing now. Oh, we got to go see that. I don't know if it's still there. It's, it's at the Embarcadero, and the Embarcadero is really good popcorn. Yeah, because they make it there. They don't put it in bags from... From the popcorn factory in Chicago, Illinois, mm-hmm. 60609. Uh, kids? That's the sound that I can't duplicate. Nobody can. I can do the... But I can't do the ripping of the aluminum. The ripping of the aluminum is quite a sound. The separating of the aluminum. Oh, I have to finish this. Hold on. Yes. Oh, I got to keep talking while you keep. T- t- no, no, I'm just going to, you know, drink and then talk. Uh, um, and then talk and then drink. Exactly. In Bruges. I was going to go see that at the uh, way expensive theater that they made out of the Kabuki. Yeah, I heard about that. Uh, Sounds too fancy for me. It's like an interesting idea, the the Ritzy Theater. Mm-hmm. But I can't imagine... Well, unless they promise two things. One, they're not going to overplay the previews. Okay. And two, there's no commercials in front of the TV. I okay. mean, in front of the the the, uh, the, uh, the film. I don't think they have commercials at the Market Arrow. I could be wrong, but I don't remember seeing... They have a lot of previews. But some of the previews are good, and some of the other ones are like, I would never see this movie in a million years. Right. And it's probably usually the movie that ends up winning, like, Academy Award for Best Independent Film because it's about, you know, somebody dying of cancer while they're out hunting for a deer in a metaphor about a big stone that falls on a tree in the woods. And the guy's a vice president? No, the guy's uh, not a vice president. Too bad. That would require a car chase. <laughs> Because you're looking at a person who most of the movies he's seen in the last ten years have been on car an chases. airplane. Car chases. Yeah, it would involve a car chase. Because what was the last movie I went to have to go see? I saw it in the Embarcadero. 
Oh, yeah, Blade Runner. Oh, yeah, that's a good one. Yeah, I went to go see Blade Runner. Oh, <laughs> I saw a movie that's been out for you know, 25 the fifth, years. The, uh, 20 years. No, the, 25. The movie that's been remade more than any other movie. Yes. I bet you they're going to remake Titanic next. <laughs> we know how that ends. Heard that one sunk. I heard they're going to remake Pearl Harbor. Really? I thought they remade Pearl Harbor already. I'm just lying, John. No, it was the Matt... I'm lying. The Matt whatever film. <sighs> yeah. Hey, how are the Giants doing? Good news is they're guaranteed not to lose every game this year. No, there's one team that's worse than the Giants right now, and that's the... We're still not at the bottom of the National no. League West. No, there, there's a team that has that's five... That's lost every game so Col- far. Is Colorado below us, or who's beneath us? I don't remember. I, just I thought it was. Sh- I thought it was. I was shocked that it wasn't the Giants at this point. That's okay. They're going to surprise everyone with what their winning ability. Yes. All right. You just wait. They're going to snap it together. They're creepy and they're crawly, they're and they're I want the kid to finish this beer so we can finish that beer. Hold on. Oh, yeah, there you go, kid. Here we go. Thanks, kid. From the window <clears throat> sky, blue waters. Waters! There was a Ham's Brewery right here in San Francisco. There was, until they made it yellow, I mean, uh, green. Green. Oh, we've had this beer on the show before. It's got, a, it's got a griffin on it. It's got a griffin with a sword. Speaking of Family Guy. It's union made. And the Ham's Running Company, Milwaukee, Wisconsin, USA. Because you don't have to say where your beer is made. Right. Just where the corporate headquarters is. Yep. That makes sense. Ah, drinking this wonderful beer. It does look a bit thin. I would like to do... This is one of the projects that I always thought would be very interesting. Not just for breweries, but for gigantic corporations in general. Um, the family tree. and The family tree of, of brew, brewing brewers? Uh, if you start out... Let's say you went across the bottom of this line, and it would say Miller Brewing, Pabst Brewing... Right. Uh, Best Brewing, Ham's Brewing, and they would all come up and eventually all go together into SAB Miller. Yeah. Well, the and way you would to do that with all these other breweries too. Sure, but I think the way to do it is to do it in reverse chronological reverse. To say here's what we have today, uh-huh. and here's the brands that they have, and where do those brands come from, and right. what right. Instead of the other way, it where just it, depends whether you draw it right side up or upside down. It's the same thing. No, one's right side up, and the other one's upside down. John. One's right side up, and one's right side down. Um, also, just with corporations in general, that the same people who make, and this is completely hypothetical, same people who make Windex make Kraft cheese. They do. <laughs> Actually, uh, Miller and Kraft cheese used to be Philip Morris. That's right. From all I don't that know, tasty tobacco. I don't money. know that Windex and Kraft macaroni is. I don't think they are. I don't think they're the same. But, but it is it, it is scary to know to note what two things that you might hate and like are from the same place. Right. You're like I would never buy that. That product is so. Da-da-da. It's like uh, ivory soap and Haagen Dazs. 
Yeah, those are two things that you I, never I put think to. I think because Haagen-Dazs is, um, was made up, and it's what, I forget what company it is, and, you know, I don't know. Could somebody get to work on that? Could Wikipedia <laughs> do that? Could somebody write some Wikipedia entries for uh, Actually, I think there is a product finder that somebody did a flash thing mm-hmm. that connects everything to everything. Okay, then they've already done it. Yeah. You know what we should do? We should no. we should do a field trip out to Levi Plaza so we can see the plaque of the uh, the Minot Brewery that burned down in San Francisco in the 1908 fire. We could do that right now. It's fake. It's fake, the fire? Yes. The fire is fake? Yes, the whole plaque is fake. Then why it's, is the plaque? A, because it's outside... Um, the brands that used to own, but I don't know if they're still there, but all the really, 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 sorry, friends, um, Sparks and uh, Black Star and all these beers are all owned out of some company that's in Levi's Plaza. Interesting. And they put a fake historic marker outside the building to mark the spot for the oh. 1908 fire where the old founding brewery used to be. Wow. It's right down the street from the plaque that uh, shows where TV was actually invented, oh, which yeah. is true. By TV Farnsworth. Farnsworth. Farnsworth invented, Philo T. Farnsworth invented television in San Francisco. Some people would say, what a great place for the idiot box to be invented. <laughs> there are no idiots in this town. No, what a great place for for it to be invented, not that it became... Look, if San Francisco could have continued to control television, do you think we'd have the mess that we have right now? Right. And no. I've, got, I've got an idea for everybody out there at Google. TV. No, no, no. Uh, when they build the 150-story building in downtown San Francisco as part of the Transbay Terminal, or at least 120 stories, Google should move in there. You should abandon the South Bay. Then you wouldn't have to spend all those money on the Google buses taking people to work. They have a pretty cool campus, though. Yeah, but still. Still, that big building would be pretty good for them. Wouldn't you like to be... Think of think of that high up in the air, how much of the state of California you could see. You could see all the way to the... Actually... And you could shoot lasers. You could shoot lasers at... On the, the mountains. Down to Silicon Valley. You could be... If you're 150 stories up, you could see the mountains. The Sierra, the Sierra Nevada mountains. Yes. If it was clear, yes. On a, on the right day, at the right time, because you can you still heard, shoot the laser there. Have you ever been to the top of Mount Diablo? Yes. And you can see after Kilimanjaro, uh, from the top of Mount Kilimanjaro. <laughs> you can see Kilimanjaro no, 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 no. from the top of Mount Diablo? No. Uh, you can see more of the Earth's surface from the top of Mount Kilimanjaro than any other place on Earth. Except Mount Diablo, outside, just 30 miles east of here. Yeah. You, it's the number two spot. If it's clear, you can see all the way up to Mount Shasta, all the way to Sierra, all the way over the Pacific, all the way down to the to Hatchby Mountains. Wow! But that, can, that's that hill's not even that. Or it's not. But the, it's like what five thousand feet? No, it's not even. 5, not yet. If it's two and a half, I'd be surprised. I wonder how come it can see so far. Because behind it is the Great Central Valley of California, which is flat for ever five hundred miles. Yeah. Yeah. This beer is horrible. <laughs> just throwing just that saying. In. Just saying. You know why? No. It's not frozen. It's after it's after Easter and they had all the leftover hams. <laughs> oh, 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 oh
not fresh anymore. I feel bad every now and then. I hire you know, I write most of my own stuff, but I get a little overworked. Once every in a while, you I, hire my writer. I get a couple from your writer. My writer totally wrote that. <laughs> okay, the last of the session. Easter hams. Ha 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 ha. Uh, how many? Let's start a pull. How many more years is The Simpsons going to be on TV? I think that part of it is this. Yes. I bet you they have the green light to go as long as they want. I'm sure they do. That it's going to be like Dennis the Menace. Yeah, it's going to be like Dennis. The- Hank Ketchum died. It still gets made. Exactly. And I'm sorry if Hank Ketchum is still alive. Write me a letter. I don't think he's. I think he died I a couple he, of years ago. I think he's still alive. Let's drive to Monterey. He lives in, Let's drive to Monterey and find out. I think he is still alive. He. I know he has assistants assisting him. Oh yeah. Because you know you can only. Or he could be like Jim Davis. Although I would not compare The Simpsons to Garfield in any way. Oh my! Have you seen this? <laughs> this is the coolest thing. There's a there's a bunch of people on the interwebs on the intercom uh-huh. uh, on the net that have taken Garfield comics and erased all the thought bubbles coming uh-huh. out of Garfield. So it's just the owner John talking to his cat. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's deranged and funny and you'll you'll you you want to read Garfield a whole different way like can we just have it can I just have it both ways now like Mr. Jim can you just give me can I read it without the bubbles <laughs> I like pearls before swine my favorite I you know I I used to be the hugest Foxtrot fan but then Foxtrot only came out only. Seven. I don't st- get Foxtrot. Yeah, let's see. Well, it's geek culture, right? Okay. And growing up in the well, you grew up in a family with sisters, and I had a sister. Right. I still do. Sorry, Christine. Sisters and brother. So there, there was that dynamic. So you know, it kind of reminds me of uh, of the past. You know, when I was hanging out with the fam, doing the whole thing. Uh, Get but, Fuzzy has gone really flat lately. Yeah, it's not good. But the alligators mm-hmm. and the pigs and the zebras. What about the what about and the, the mouse? What about the 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 dog? The two dogs that are chained up and they can't, they're deeply in love, but they can never get they can never touch one another because they're both at the end of their leashes. <laughs> That paramilitary duck? Yes. <laughs> there was a disturbance on the lawn, sir. Oh, that was the mailman. Uh, he's been disposed of. <laughs> <laughs> it's, all, oh, it's quiet on the green zone. That would be pearls before swine. That comic has gotten its stride. It is really yes. funny. I remember when it was just hit and miss, when it was just wasn't wasn't totally working, and then... Something happened. I think he came up with the idea that the alligators were more stupid than they uh, originally were written. Yes. And also all the where he brings in comics from uh, characters from other comics. <laughs> from other comics. <laughs> well, that started off as a April Fool's joke. I don't know years and years ago, and they've kind of stopped doing it. And they just did one recently with Sally Forth. Really? Yes. What did she get switched with? I don't remember. I don't know. Anyway, the April 1st comics were just not... One year were hilarious. Do you think Ziggy and Kathy ever hooked up? 
<laughs> for the people at home, John's going to be silent for about a minute now. <laughs> Who would want to hook up with her? Oh, you know, there's that, there's the comic, the, 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 the guy with the cat, he might want to hook up with her. The guy with the cat. You know, I was so sad. You mean Pam, uh, the four single panel comics, the one all the way on the right? That's a little dog. I like that comic. No, not that comic. Okay. No, we were just talking about... Oh, Mr. Boffo. Garfield. Mr. Boffo and, and Oh, Kathy, yeah. There it. we go. Yeah. There's a match made in ink. Yeah. Uh, no, you know what happened? Um, and it, uh, it just stopped ha- showing up. It was about a month, maybe a month and a half ago. Okay. It disappeared. What? I was just just unhappy about it. The Onion used to run Kathy, but in Spanish. Yes. And it was brilliant. Because you didn't have to know anything. Because like, I don't read Spanish. But to see the the exclamation points upside down and right side yeah, up. That's always funny. It's always funny. Just uh, totally. It's the after show, so I can do that. Yeah, it totally worked. And remember our, our credo. Credo. Uh, after after we credo uh, shot first. After after we say uh, uh, the class dismissed, we can talk about whatever we want forever. Credo. It's our structure. Greedo. Actually, it was Han shot first, not Greedo. Oh God. Yeah, we've uh, we've reduced. We've I'm re- just not far enough up on my Star Wars stuff. That was the big debate forever when they read when they remixed it. Greedo shot first. I have to go back and watch episode five and six. Right. You, most people can no. just... Yeah, five and six. Five and six. The two good ones. The two good ones. Actually, <laughs> the dark one and the Muppets. I like the little singing furry guys. They don't sing anymore. Didn't they sing in the movie? Yeah, they sang this... Loompa Loompa or something Yeah, like they that. sang this really... No, and the the ending they were singing, and it was really... Yeah. It, was, it was the lowest point of the whole thing. Really? Well, no, but now what they did <laughs> when they've when they made it again, uh-huh. they added celebrations from all the different. <laughs> they showed one really dark scene of Wookies eating them. <laughs> oh, that's right. You know the Wookies were supposed to be cannibals, not cannibals, but uh, carnivore, carnivore, carnivore carnivores, carnivores. Where they ate where they ate things, and the Wook and the. Uh, they ate. <laughs> And the and they did show it a little bit, but the uh, Ewoks were actually uh, uh, carnivorous that way. They were going to eat their they were going to eat their captured prey. Sweet, exactly. They showed so much emotion through their little ears. Amazing. George Lucas is brilliant. Hey, you know, instead of uh, walking down the hall to get rid of this beer, we could just drive out to. The Presidio and piss on Letterman Digital Center. Uh, they like that idea. <laughs> uh, seeing how oh Indiana Jones. I heard that number four on its way. You know what they should do? They should have Indiana Jones run into James Bond. Or oh. Indiana, better yet, Indiana Jones run into uh, American Graffiti. They should have him like come out of the front. He retires to Petaluma, and he comes, comes out, out. He comes you out. You can't of, stop 
drag racing in my backyard. Yeah, or he, he's at the bur- he owns the burger, the burger joint. Where all of it happens. That'd be sweet. That would be a smash made. <laughs> that happens. It happens. The royalty checks come to whatever um, Philip Ma- Michael Thomas Boulevard or whatever we are on. Uh, Jerry ad- Francois. The address is on beerschool.com slash contact, I believe. Contact. That's a big audio dynamite sign. Big audio dynamite. Bad. Yes. The, the original, the, the remainder of the clash. The original bad, as opposed to uh, Public Image Limited, which was the remainder of the Sex Pistols. I didn't think that they were able to have a remainder of the Sex Pistols. No, like when they were done You're shooting Leonard Skinner. Yeah, I'm thinking of Leonard Skinner. Play some Skinner. Hey kid, play yeah, some Skinner.